The fad spread first to Missouri, Mississippi, and Oklahoma. <laughs> then across the U.S., white males were the predominant hunkerers. It was reported that female hunkerers what? were welcomed. Within months, regional hunkering competitions were being no. held to discover <laughs> champion hunkerers. Yeah, we were. Stephen and I came up to visit you guys. It was a lot of fun. We had a good time. It was time. a lot of fun. Yeah, it was yeah. good times. Uh, a lot of Pokemon going. Yes. <laughs> now we had it. We yeah, well, we caught some cool stuff and we we hung out and yeah, ate some cool stuff. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lots of good food to eat. I never um, I never felt more adult than when we picked up some cider and stuff at the liquor store. Mm. And we're just oh, yeah. walking down the street with our Pokemon Go phones out. Catching Pokemon. Holding alcohol. Mm-hmm. Brews <laughs> yeah. and Pikachus. Brews and Pikachus. Yeah. I Brews and chews. That's probably a theme night at a bar somewhere. I I feel like you've probably just named a, a theme night somewhere. Chews speaking, before brews, man. Speaking of theme nights, we were actually downtown last night, uh, of course, playing Pokemon. Right, of course. Because that's uh, all we do now. And the local uh, roller derby yes. uh, <laughs> girls were out uh, mm-hmm. just giving away flyers of like, hey, here's our upcoming games and stuff. But then um, they're actually doing, what was it called, Tim? The Running of the Bulls. Whoa. Was it just called The Running of the Bulls? But it had three L's in it. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's important. They're basically going... <laughs> It's it's basically a bar crawl, but instead of crawling, you're running away from the roller derby girls who oh. are on skates and have foam bats. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like chasing you down to beat you with these bl- I bats. I love this. This sounds amazing. Yeah, mm-hmm. it sounds pretty cool. I would 100% be up for that. Yeah. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, I have to give a shout out to our listeners. Uh, well, two of our listeners anyway. One, one inadvertent listener. Yeah. Um, you remember a friend of the show, Steve, uh, who yes. I played those those radio recordings for uh, for you. Uh, he and his wife Sarah, who's also a good friend of ours, um, they were listening to the podcast. They were well, they were driving somewhere, and uh, she was listening to the you know the radio, and there were a couple guys talking and making funny jokes. And she goes, "You know what? This is." I, I like the way I like how these guys sound. I like these these guys are pretty funny. Uh, she goes that that guy sounds like Kyle. Was it car talk? And yeah, I was just gonna then, say it was a car talk. <laughs> no, no. And then Steve looked at her and said, this, <laughs> "This is Kyle. This is Kyle. That's uh, Kyle right there." Yeah, we were we're listening to Kyle's podcast. This Kyle is, this. has a talent. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, hello to you guys. Thank you for listening to our podcast. I, I'll try to be, you know, I try to be pretty recognizable, but you know, I'm just glad to have listeners. <laughs> yep. All three of you. Aw. All right. Well, are you ready? Yes. Shall we yes. begin? Welcome to We Should Know Better, the podcast where we hitchhike our way through Wikipedia. I am your host tonight, Tim. With me, as always, are uh, Synchronized Divers. Oh, I'm Kyle. Oh, I'm Sky. <laughs> You synchronize O's pretty well too. Okay, very nicely done, Sky. That's yeah. that's why we're the leading team. I, we are definitely the best. High five. Yes. yes! Yeah. <laughs> nice. 
lands apart, you two are still in perfect sync. It's amazing. We haven't done that in a long time. Yeah. I know. I feel like it was a perfect throwback. Yep. You brush your teeth at the same time every day. It takes a, accounting it's for really the time difficult. difference. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. There's no count. There's no time difference. There's <laughs> this <is> true. <laughs> anyway, well, we Tim, still that's why it. you haven't been in sync with us. <laughs> oh no. Actually, uh, in a way, that's more impressive being in sync one, exactly one hour later. <laughs> that is true. So what we do on this show is we start on a uh, page on Wikipedia, of which there are millions, mm. and clicking through links in that page to yep. another page and to another, we are seeking to reach a goal page. Tonight, the Tim made Sky it. and Kyle, yes? I was just saying that you made up the you made up the goal page. Yes, yes, I made up the goal page. I'm not just gonna say, "Oh, we hit the goal page." Once we hit something interesting, <laughs> yes. although that would be pretty cool. Just confetti drops. Yeah, <laughs> it's very shiny. <laughs> uh, you are the five thousandth reader of this article uh, on pants. Yes, <laughs> we've actually been to the pants page, haven't we? We yes, have. we have, and it, it um, was actually pretty interesting, including chaps. Yes. Tonight's goal uh, juxtaposes two uh, creatures of grace and beauty. Mm, uh, tonight, one of them is I am, <laughs> tonight I am making you go from mermaid <laughs> to sumo. Oh, what? nice! Yes, mermaid. Okay. Yeah, I mean mermaid. they're they're graceful in different ways. Okay, and then sumo just yes. I didn't. Okay, so there's just a page for just sumo in general. Yes, mm-hmm. there is. Okay. It's just called sumo, not even sumo wrestling. Got it. Just sumo. Oh, wow. These sumo. are terrifying. Oh, my gosh. I need to stop looking at this page for a moment. Which, which are you looking at mermaid or sumo? <laughs> mermaid. No, it's okay. mermaid. It's definitely mermaid. Okay. <laughs> uh, so tonight, uh, our little game is more of a, a thought activity to determine who's going to go first tonight is <laughs> okay. I would like both of you tonight to come up with the most worthy or entertaining sporting event combining mythological creatures and sumo wrestlers. Ooh. In what ways can can these two um, uh, glorious... Glorious? Glorious. <laughs> they are the glorious. The most glorious. The most glorious creatures. How can they play off their strengths? Can it doesn't have to be mermaids. Rules? It can be mermaids if you want. Yeah, you said myth- mythical creatures and what? Sumo wrestlers. Okay, but it's a sport, but it's not sumo. But and they're but they're, they're sumo wrestlers. Yes, this I is mean, a team. I want you to come up with a team sport. A team sport. A team sport. Yeah. Oh, that's yes. different. Yeah, they're not competing against each other. They are combining mm. their strengths. Uh, what? What? Well, a lot of different. Uh, there are quite a few myth, uh, mythical creatures. Yes, guy. That I think that's how what you were going. Well, there's to a lot say. of parameters to this. Is the problem? Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Well, so it can only be a mythical creature and sumo wrestlers, and they can they have like balls. Um, yes. can they have goals. <laughs> we're gonna let this yes. go. We, yes, they can have balls and goals. Okay. Yes, there can be equipment. Oh, oh well, I maybe I maybe it is just this, but I mean, yeah, if we just use mermaids and sumo wrestlers, they would be really good at water polo together, actually. Explain. Uh, well, considering. Strap a light. What's that? Nothing. Go ahead. <laughs> 
Oh, uh, specifically because, I mean, what, uh, mermaids, of course, because they're uh, strong swimmers, but then, uh, I mean, that takes away the the most uh, difficult thing that, that a sumo wrestler would have to work around directly on land, you know, in water, that their weight would account for nothing. And they could block out the uh, opposing team's mermaids uh, just by their sheer size from being able to score goals. That's cool. Yeah. Interesting. All right. I propose just regular polo with mermaids <laughs> on the shoulders of sumo wrestlers. Dang it, Scott. Running around, <laughs> hitting balls. Like they're and colliding draped, with each other. They're like draped around, draped over the sumo wrestlers' necks. <laughs> and they have like the club and they just run around and hit the ball. I, so what you're actually proposing here is reverse chicken, like pool chicken. Mm-hmm. You're doing yeah. the opposite thing, like yeah, on okay. land. Exactly. So, when you started that up, I was actually expecting you to go with centaurs. Ooh. Well, here's what I here's what I was. Th- yeah, I know. Well, where I, where my mind immediately went before I heard the rest of the rules was <laughs> minotaurs on centaurs, and they're just racing. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just a horse race. <laughs> and you like, have, it's just you horse have. racing. I mean, so the, sum, have, the, have... the sum of the parts is a horse and a man. <laughs> right. So. And you among them, a, between them, you have a, a full animal and a full man. That's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, horse, yeah. It's just horse racing. Man. Okay, you, you win, Sky. Yeah, yay. I appreciate that. Good job, Sky. It wasn't in the rules, but Although, yay. I was no, imagining no. the like the, the, the polo with centaurs and sumo wrestlers, uh-huh. except the, the centaurs would be riding like piggyback on the sumo wrestlers. <laughs> oh, the sumo wrestlers, yeah. No, somebody needs to draw both these things, like all these things. <laughs> so like the Minotaur, I mean... Generally speaking, not like I know a ton about mythology, but they're supposed to be pretty huge. Like, yeah, I know. I wonder if like jockey minotaurs are the size of like regular humans, because otherwise the centaurs would be like, no, this is not happening. Are you kidding me? Yeah, it'd be rough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So tonight we are starting on Mermaid. Sweet. Mermaids are crazy. <laughs> they are. Yeah, these are there's, terrifying. What yeah. the there's crap? There's a surprisingly broad amount of cultural and like literative content on them than i expected yeah yeah because like i mean back in the day people were like yeah there's mermaids mm-hmm. i mean not everyone but a lot of people and so they're like what would a mermaid really be it's not just going to be a, a fish person it's going to look like a horrific a horrific fish person yeah. Yeah. horrific fish Ooh. person is pretty accurate to me yeah, yeah it's, it's real bad so they're like it's just an aquatic creature with the head and upper body of a female human and the tail of a fish i feel like that's Mm, I don't know. Well, I guess mermen are another yeah. thing. They do. They do mention mermen later on. Oh, good. Sure. Um, according to Wikipedia, uh, they say the first stories of mermaids appeared in ancient Assyria, in which the goddess Atargetus, sure, sure, transformed herself into a mermaid out of shame for accidentally killing her human lover. Dang. I feel bad. I'm a fish. Gonna turn into a mermaid, <laughs> which Have I just ever- created. Thank you very much. <laughs> Have you ever felt bad enough that you wished you were ter- you were a fish? But only halfway. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's you know, if you're just having a sort of bad day, that's when you only go halfway mermaid. For sure. Uh, historical accounts of mermaids, such as those reported by Christopher Columbus during his expedition in the Caribbean, sure. may have been inspired by mantises. 
Whoa, no, no, no. And manatees? Mantatees. Yeah. Mantatees. <laughs> That's mantatees. a different thing, I think. But yes. No, yeah. But mantatees. That's, I'll save that for sumo wrestling. <laughs> a mantatee is a manta ray with the lower half of a manatee. <laughs> That's, I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> That's almost, yeah. Uh, well, there's no evidence that mermaids exist outside of folklore. Reports of mermaid sightings continue to the present day. Sure. Whoa. So, so Christopher Columbus probably saw manatees and was like, yep, those are mermaids. <laughs> Do not go near those things. Those Can you mermaids. imagine Christopher Columbus getting something wrong? No. I, what? I can't. No. <laughs> That's weird. Why would, you, why would you ever think that? So I just want to point out here, I've scrolled down farther onto the page, and... Okay, so apparently they get used on coats of arms sometimes? Uh, in heraldry, the charge of a mermaid is commonly... Charge? Wow, that's a weird way to say that. Is commonly represented with a comb and mirror. So they carry, carry around a small comb and mirror. Emblazoned as a, <clears throat> quote, mermaid in her vanity, end quote. In addition to vanity, mermaids are also a symbol of eloquence, which is weird because they're underwater and don't talk. Oh, yeah, eloquence is weird. That's I guess not, I was thinking elegance, but yeah. Ele- yeah, I, no. Yeah. I, I would have been I would have been cool with elegance, but no, it's specifically eloquence here. I want to see what the what's the citation here? A Grammar of British Heraldry uh, by Slo- William Sloan Evans. I'm I'm good with that. I don't need okay. to pull it up farther. That's fine. Uh okay, so uh you know the uh, I was thinking of heraldry. I wanted to see when I was scrolling down here, I wanted to see if they uh incorrectly <clears throat> referred to the creature on the Starbucks logo as a ma- uh, a mermaid. Uh, it is not a mermaid. Have you? Do you guys know what it is? Oh, um, I used to know. Yeah, um, I feel like it's on the tip of my tongue. Um, because because it has why is it not tails. a mermaid? Oh, has, right. Okay, it has two tails. Um, so it is a creature called a melusine. Oh. Um, it is. A, apparently, uh, as far as the story goes, uh, it goes ba- it, it it goes back to a, uh, a French mythological creature, uh, but I don't actually know how it connects to Starbucks. I don't remember how how that happened. Sure, but, uh, it is weird trivia that will come up on a trivia quiz someday, I'm sure. And so you can be the guy who's like, "No, that's not a mermaid. That's a melusine," and everyone will. You know, just make faces. Uninvite you. you from their Facebook. That's exactly events. what they will do. They're like, well, so, I'm never coming back. Where is arguably the most popular piece of art about mermaids in the world? That is not the Starbucks logo, which we already established. Yes, sorry. Is a mezzanine. What? <laughs> a me- uh, a, methan- a methanone? Whatever you said that two-tailed mel- mermaid was. Melusine. Oh, there you go. Thank yeah. you. A Metaluca. Yes. What was the, what's the most famous What's the most painting? Arguably the most famous piece of art about mermaids in the world. I would suggest that it's the Venus. Uh, I can't remember what that's what the painting the is called. The Little Mermaid VHS? Wow. You're nice. very close. What? The Little Mermaid DVD? No, the the Little Mermaid statue in Denmark. Oh, right. That thing. Inspired I, by the story uh, by Hans Christian Andersen. Which was later heavily edited, I would dare say censored. Eh, you know. And placed on VHS. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I've seen this. Uh, I've seen this statue before. It's pretty cool. 
Yeah. Yep. And it usually gets decorated in some way to promote certain holidays or causes, whether people so or whether the government approves of it or not. Oh, oh, okay. How how so? Um, that's a good question that I don't have the answer to at the moment. Oh, oh, okay. I thought the re- the way you said Let that, I thought like, do you do you know about people decorating this? Thing? E- either of you dudes <laughs> planning on going to it? No. Okay. No. Oh, you're looking at the page. I see. No, yeah. that's not part of my vandalism. Um, on April 24th, 1964, the statue's head was sawn off and stolen. What? By politically oriented artists of the Situationist movement. Ooh. Who I guess really love sitcoms? I don't know. Yeah. They were... um, the head was never recovered and a new head was produced and placed on a statue. So out there, there is a little mermaid head. Oh my gosh. On July 22nd, 1984, the right arm was sawn off. Holy crud. Whoa. And returned two days this? later by two young men. Why would you do this to the statue? I don't understand, yeah. January 6th, 1998, it was decapitated again. What? Denmark, you are, you are weird. Oh, man. Paint has been poured on the statue several times. Okay, I mean, Jeez. that's... At um, least they didn't decapitate. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, comparatively, that's not that bad. <laughs> oh. It has had various objects glued to it. Sure. Which I will not go into. Yep, thank you. Wow. Hey, a replica of the statue is located in Greenville, Michigan. Weird. Why? To celebrate the town's Danish heritage. Oh. <laughs> uh, in the middle of the 17th century, John Transcant, the Elder. Mm-hmm. Weird. He has a yeah. Wikipedia page. He created a wonder camera. Do you know what a wonder camera is? Mm-mm. Wonder It's camber. like hey. It's like a curiosity, like... Oh, sure. Like, thing. Yep. I guess it means like cabinet of curiosities, but it's this just This definitely like, won't be racist. Here's all this fake stuff. Yeah. <laughs> he displayed a bunch of stuff, including a mermaid's hand, in quotes. Uh, P.T. Barnum. Wait, uh, hold on a second. <laughs> a mermaid's hand? Yeah. Like, out of all the parts of the mermaid that you would be able to distinguish. Right. Exactly. That's, oh yeah, this is obviously a mermaid's. Like, sure. The hand is not the one I would consider. It's the easiest one to fabricate. Well, yeah, uh, obviously. <laughs> P.T. Barnum uh, had a taxidermal host called the Fiji Mermaid. No, that's not um, <laughs> And then uh, they, they usually, usually hoaxes are done with paper mache or parts of deceased creatures like monkeys and fish. Yes, of course. Uh, in the wake of the 2004 tsunami, pictures of Fuji mermaids calculated, or calculated, yep. circulated on the <laughs> internet as supposed examples of items that had washed up amid the devastation. Yeah. But they no. were not real. Nope. So right. I have a lot of options here. I oh, found. Yes. Well, because... before you before you do that, uh, yeah. do you not want to talk about the mermaids, the body found, the television docufiction from the Animal oh, yeah. Planet? I com- think we've com- talked about this before. Yeah, I feel go like ahead. we have too, but I just want to point out, like, well, I, back in 2012, uh, there was a a the way they describe it here as is a television docufiction, which I would just call fiction. Right. A uh, a TV show where they acted as though mermaids were real, and tried to produce, um, you know, CGI evidence, quote unquote. And okay, so I mean, clearly it was obviously incorrect and completely made up. But they actually had to put out, uh, you know, I even though there was, I think there was a disclaimer at the end saying that it was a work of fiction. I can't remember. But people had to actually put out disclaimers afterwards saying, no, obviously, mermaids are not real. 
Uh, in July 2012, in response to public inquiries, and the possibility, the possibility that some viewers may have mistaken the program for a documentary, the National Ocean Service made the unusual declaration that no evidence of aquatic humanoids has ever been found, which I'm sure those people thought were was just a cover-up. Out of control. Yes. Mm-hmm. Anyway, sorry, what were you thinking of going to? Well, there's a bunch of stuff, because Japan's all over this page. I know. Uh, so, I think... I'm going to go to the nin, nin, the Ningio? Ningio? Right. You got to be able to say it. The Nintendo? <laughs> I got to see the... Oh, it's person fish. Literally. No. Seriously? It's, it's literally person fish. <laughs> person fish. Got yep. it. Okay. So the Ningio. Wow. Human fish. Human fish. Yes, That's what I'm clicking on. I mean, I feel like you're making making a sideways movement, but let's see. What? A lateral, a lateral, uh, I'm trying to think of the word. Uh, pulling a lateral. Yes. We know sports. We yes, know we sports. Do. Yes. I, I really, I'm looking for something here that has to do with, with actual fish rather than, huh, well, there's a dugong. How, how do fish link to actual sumo wrestlers? I... I've got. I have a. I have a plan. Just stick with me on this. Uh, do do do. All right. I got nothing offhand. But the other, the other angle that I'm thinking of, sort of, is One Thousand One Nights. Here they have. Uh, they have connection here for uh, the Arabian Tales. Uh, Thousand One Nights. I'm gonna click that. Okay. All right. There's probably a sumo wrestler in all those. Yeah, I'm uh, trying to think. I I know that there's. I know that there's references to things like this, and I cannot remember exactly so go on oh there it is 1000 oh you have to you have to spell it out wikipedia yeah of course you that's can't the give name me the, of the number book. so i can just control f that yeah no that's it's that's the name of the book <laughs> okay uh and ningyo 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 often translated as mermaid yeah it's a what? fish-like creature from japanese folklore oh geez it's described with a monkey's mouth with small teeth like a fish's Ah, shining ah. golden scales and a quiet voice like no. a skylark or a flute. Ooh. Okay, it's that's just flesh terrifying. It's pleasant tasting, and no. anyone who eats it will attain remarkable longevity. Uh. Uh. <laughs> However, mm. catching a ningyo was believed to bring storms and misfortune. Oh, so good. fishermen who caught these creatures were said to throw them back into the sea. A ningyo washed onto the beach was an omen of war or calamity. Mm. Ooh. <laughs> That that got terrifying. This isn't a very big page. Way. Yeah, there's they talk about Yao Bikuni. It's okay. one of the most famous folk stories concerning Nyingo. Okay. Uh, the story tells about a fisherman who lived in the Wakasa province. Sure. He caught sure. an unusual fish. In all his years of fishing, he had never seen anything like it. So he invented, invited his friends over to sample its meat. This yeah. was this is right from the Wikipedia page. One of the guests peeked into the kitchen, noticed that the head of the fish was had a human's face, and warned the other ones not to eat it. So when the fisherman cooking the fish offered his guests the Nyango's grilled f- flesh, they secretly wrapped it in paper and hid it on their persons yeah. so they could discard it on their way home, like kids who don't want to eat their peas. Hey, I mean, hey, have a good night, guys. Oh, wow, you you, you guys really smell fishy, then. Like, no, we haven't know, done anything we, wrong. We just totally we were, we ate so much of that fish, so we're much just, fish. It's just exuding but, from our pores. <laughs> but one man, drunk on sake, forgot to throw the strange fish away. This man had a little daughter who demanded a present when her father arrived home, and he carelessly gave her the fish. 
Coming to his senses, the father tried to stop her from eating it, fearing she would be poisoned, but he was too late and she finished dun, it dun. all. But as, wow. no- but as nothing particularly bad seemed to happen to the girl afterwards, the man did not worry about it. Oh, well. Years passed and the girl grew up and was married, but after she... But but after that, she did not age anymore. She kept the same useful appearance while her husband grew old and died. Many years of perpetual youth and being widowed again and again, the woman oh. became a nun and wandered through various countries. Finally, re- uh, she returned to her hometown, uh, Wakasa, where she ended up, where she ended her life at the age of eight hundred years. Oh my gosh! Uh, mm-hmm. That's weird. Just ended her life. Um, that's a okay. terrifying story, I guess, in its way. Uh, there's a manga anime series called Mermaid Saga. Sure. Uh, which is based on that myth. Yeah, of course. Um, there's a fake Nyongo in the Natural Museum of Ethnology. What's Mm -hmm. ethnology? Um, Uh, huh. I don't know. I don't know offhand. My guess would be something referring to, uh, the way Uh, that Humanities and social sciences. Okay, thank you. Cool. Um. Yeah, they're they're in a bunch of manga because of course they are. Uh. So I have choices. That's pretty much the page, man. Oh wow. Um. Yeah. I could go to Okinawa because people will have believed that eating ningyo would be unlucky in Okinawa. They do not even okay. eat dugong. Um. Or I could go to sake. Ooh. I think I'm gonna go to sake. Dang. Nice. I, all right. You've definitely got a better draw than I have. So, 1001 Nights uh, is, of course, this is a page that we have been to before, yeah. or at least we've talked about it this before. I remember Scheherazade's flippant, uh, hey, oh. <laughs> what's up? I'm going to tell you a story. Uh, the main story, uh, the main frame story concerns Shahariar. Um, Scheherazade? No, well, Scheherazade, yeah, but the king, shot. Oh, I mispronounced it, Shahariar, I guess? Shahariar. Yes, the king who kills every wife, he, he marries a new woman every day and then kills his wife the next morning. And oh, yeah, Shahriar. Yeah, so, or kills her that night. So he, uh, but Shahrazad, who is very intelligent, figures out a way to uh, mess with this, or to, to save her life by kind of messing with his routine uh, through the magic of storytelling. And so... She starts telling him these stories and leaves off right at a cliffhanger uh, every night. And uh, he's like, well, continue telling the story, you know, finish it. Uh, and then I can kill you, you know, <laughs> basically. <laughs> and she's and she'll be uh, she'll say, well, no, clearly you have to wait until tomorrow night, obviously. And um, that's basically his curiosity. Her, her stories were so amazing and they are pretty cool. Uh, that uh, they he gives her another day to live to come up with another story or a finish figure out a way to finish the story, right? Uh, and it continues on like that. And there are a lot of and it's an interesting uh, setup. We definitely because, talked about it before. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah. Okay. I, just keeps just keeps ooh. telling stories till he gets bored and is like, okay, okay, I'll just marry you now, I guess, or something. Basically, yes. All we right, can live. So, Fine. Just don't have the heart for killing anymore. Yeah. You told me all these cool stories, man. Uh, So I'm trying to find... There's so much on this page. And I'm trying to find something that helps me out in getting closer to Japan. And I forgot that the majority of the references here are Chinese. (laughs) (laughs) 
uh, as far as the, yeah, I was confused. Well, I mean, I was sort of also hoping to get something with. I thought there were, um, I thought there were a couple of stories that had like athletics featured in them as uh, well. Gotcha. Yeah, and I thought that could get me somewhere. I cannot find it. So, huh? I'm kind of stuck again. Um, let's see. I. <laughs> Don't know what yeah, to do. this one's this one's rough. Yeah, thanks, Tim. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> okay, so English folklore. Okay, that's not going to help me. Wisdom reverse causation. Uh, Chekhov's gun. Yeah, Cinderella. Yeah, okay. Um, man, there's just really not a whole lot for me to work with here. Um, well, I should have just stuck with fish or something like that. Uh, something referring to that. Uh, oh, do... whoa. Whoa, what? The the animated feature film 1001 Arabian Nights 1969 produced in Japan and directed by Osamu Tezuka and Aichi Yamamoto features psychedelic imagery and sounds and erotic material intended for adults. Yeah, I mean, this was definitely a book that was not meant for kids, so to speak. Like, there's oh, a man. lot of... There's a lot of stuff in there that's like, uh, there this was, is There's a two-part Arabian Nights... TV miniseries um, that BBC and ABC put out that had John Leguizamo in it. Really? Yep. I could totally see that, actually. Mm-hmm. Okay. Man, I'm just not pulling anything useful. Uh, so, I guess I Sonic will Sonic and the Secret Rings? <laughs> no, although that is referenced on here, mm-hmm. which is weird that it's referenced on here. I'm thinking that I might try to backtrack a little bit. Uh, they reference one of the stories in here called the fisherman and the the gin. Uh, I might try that just to get back toward fish. The oh the fish oh the gin is in D G I N N. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna. Well, actually, they have it spelled a couple different ways. Oh, For the yeah. one that I'm clicking on is Ginny, I guess J I N N I. But because if it was if it was the fisherman and the gin, I have a feeling I know how that story ends already. <laughs> <laughs> All right, move on. And click. I'm just going to go with this for right now. Click. Um, all right. <laughs> Sake. Sky. Uh, Sake. It's rice wine made by fermenting rice that has been polished to remove the bran. Or the bran. Bran. <laughs> I know. I'm just being fancy. <laughs> the bran. The bran. Uh, unlike bron. wine in which alcohol is produced by fermenting sugar that is naturally present in grapes, sake is produced by a brewing process more like beer where the starch is converted into sugars before being converted to alcohol. Um, the brewing process for sake differs from the process of her beer that because in beer, the conversion from starch to sugar and from sugar to alcohol occurs in two uh, discrete steps. Um, when sake is brewed, these con- conversions occur simultaneously. Uh, furthermore, the alcohol content differs between sake, wine, and beer. Wine generally contains 9 to 16% where beer contains 3 to 9, and undiluted sake contains 18 to 20. It's often lowered to about 15% by diluting it with water. So if you go to Japan and you are like, hey, I want some sake, they will look at you and say, what kind? And you'll be like, uh, I don't know, like a good kind. And they'll be the like, no, like, do you want beer? And they'll be like, no, I want sake. And they'll be like, what do you Okay, and they'll they'll apologize a bunch of times because if I've learned anything in learning Japanese, uh, you basically start every sentence by apologizing. 
Um, but what you want to say is Nihonshu, which is just Japanese liquor. Like, basically there, sake is just basically liquor, like beer. I mean, yeah. Not, I guess not beer, but like any sort of alcohol. Um, and so Nihonshu is just literally Japanese liquor, and that's what they call sake. That's what they call rice wine, which is their okay. national beverage, which is crazy. <laughs> um, so one more thing I want to talk about is something cool I saw on here is the rice that they use for it. It's called saka, saka mai, which is just sake rice. And uh, the grain is larger, stronger, and contains less protein and lipid than the originally, or than the ordinarily, ordinarily? Than the does, ordinary rice eaten by the Japanese. Does that make it healthier? Larger, stronger. Uh, I don't know. Faster. It has we a starch the, component to it in the center of the, the grain. technology. Hmm. Yeah. Um, if a grain is smaller weak, it'll break in the process of polishing. Oh, no. So they actually have to have really strong rice in order to make sake. Hmm. Um, yeah. Do you, have you guys had sake? Do you like I have. sake? I have. It's, it's nice, like, in very small doses. Yeah. Yes. It's yes. not my favorite alcohol, but it, it can be pretty good. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. I definitely like the, like, filtered, like, the clear sake as opposed to the unfiltered i've only had the unfiltered in china though as well so i don't know i don't know if that was just a bad uh bad experience because of that. um a local uh liquor store around here suggested to me that i mix i guess they call it cloudy sake like the maybe they don't call it that i think whatever the, the stuff that that is cloudy yeah unfiltered. to mix uh-huh. that with plum wine and huh. that that uh is a good mix and nice. they were correct. <laughs> that was a good it's time. Good to know. And that's Tim's Spirits Corner. Do do do. Um, man, do we want to talk about serving sake? Or are we pretty much done with sake? I think we're probably done with it. You can do yeah, what you let's, want. Let's slam it down. Uh, Where are we heading next? We are heading to World War II. Uh, no, clearly. Even though, so a toji is the job title for a sake brewer. And it's a highly respected job in the Japanese society. Oh, Japanese society is uh, underlined. Really? Yeah, they re- they're also regarded like musicians or painters there. Like they're essentially, well, it's yeah. a craft. Sure. Yes. Well, it's I like mean, our craft be- brewers. I was going are, to say, like, if painters. I've learned anything from our craft beer, uh, uh, you know, uh, the culture here, it's that they definitely consider themselves like painters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to go to the culture of Japan. Sure. I think that's Just- a good move. Yeah, just in general, culture of Japan, got it. Yeah, possibly. Okay, so I'm on the fisherman and the Jinny. The fisherman uh, and the the Jenny. So this is a. I don't know why there. This is actually a page. I don't know why this is linked. I really thought like fish would be on this page, but it's not. Uh, or it is, but it's not linked. Um, but so this is one of the stories that Sherazad tells, and so. The there's this one old fisherman who throws his net into the into the ocean and, and you know finds like a dead donkey and pitchers full of dirt and you know pottery shards and then he gets he gets so upset he's like why is this happening to me and then on the last try he finds a copper jar with a cap on it with the seal of Solomon and I don't know why that's linked but that's a thing on it 
And he opens it up, and it is a genie. Hooray. But the problem is that this genie has has had just too much, just a little bit too much time to think about why it was stuck in this bottle for 400 years. So it tells him that it's going to kill him, but he gets to choose how he dies. Uh, because for the first 100 years that the, G- the genie was imprisoned, he was like, yeah, I'm going to give riches to whoever gets me out of here. Mm-hmm. And then the second hundred years, he's like, well, I'll give you money, I guess. Just just money, you know. And the third, he was like, well, all right, just three wishes. I don't even care. Just get me out of here. And in the fourth hundred years, he's like, you know what? You get to choose how you die. So uh, he's had some time to think. But then he, um, so then the fisherman tricks the genie to go back into the bottle by saying something along the lines of, you know that's that's amazing that you were able to fit it fit in there. How did you even how did you manage to fit inside that bottle at all? And the fisher or the genie shows off and gets into the bottle to show him how you know how he fits into the into the bottle, and the fisherman puts a cap on it and throws it back in the water. There it is. So um, yeah, and and then he yells at the genie to say that you know you should have been more you should have spared me out to begin with. And he tells him a story. Jerk. Yeah, he tells him a story uh, called "The Wazir and Sage Dubin" to what? illustrate why he should have spared him. And then, so so Shahrazad definitely has like, I told you this story so I could tell you this one. That you know that that story so I could tell you this one moment. And then it continues because the genie uh, acquiesces and finally gives him. Uh, he he spares him and gives him these magic fish. That the, that the fisherman takes to the sultan and these fish would answer questions for people as they're being fried? <laughs> it's very weird. I'm not going to hey, read farther. Hey, fish, what does a snake say? <laughs> very good, fish. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. So, uh, and then while they're talking about these fish, or while these they're hanging out with these magic fish, they meet a young man who is half man, half stone, who tells them the story of the ensorcelled prince. So there's a story within a story within a story. <laughs> so wow. I just want to point out that there's a total of five things linked in that entire segment. And none of them have to do with fish. Uh, God li- is on there. The Seal like of Solomon. Oh, sorry. Go on. How apparently this this story was adapted uh, for the Disneyland TV series for an episode called Our Friend the Atom. Oh, that's creepy. <laughs> I'm uh, guessing, like, maybe because the, the genie shrinks? Yeah, it's so small, yes. Oh, you're an atom now. <laughs> you fooled us, Disneyland. You're teaching us about atoms now. No, no, it's a story. Hold on, kids. <laughs> Don't go away. This, is edu- this isn't educational. I'm not trusting you anymore, Uncle Wop. So I don't, there's literally nothing on this page I want to click. I guess I'm going to have to backtrack. So I'm clicking back and I'm going to try to find something else on this page. Uh, All right. Go for it. Culture Japan has a lot of stuff. There's like paintings and stuff. Yep. Flower arrangement is a traditional thing. Yeah. Yeah. Gibana. Uh, There's a thing here called national character. The Japanese national character has been written about under the term Nihon Jinran, literally meaning theories, discussions about the Japanese people. And Astro Boy. And Astro Boy. He's part of, yeah, he's part of Japan. He is the Japanese character, right? Oh, yes. 
Mm-hmm. And referring, it refers to texts on matters that are normally the concerns of sociology, psychology, history, linguistics, and philosophy. Mm. Um, so I have here a cultural map of like world values or something. It's kind of bizarre, but I'll share ah. it with you guys. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks. It's um, just a Japanese flag, Sky. You just sent me a picture of a Japanese. Oh, there it is. There oh, it is. my gosh. So it's, it's a graph. And that wow. has the the x axis is survival values, and then no. it goes up to self expression values. This is weird. And then the y axis has traditional values, and it goes up to secular rational values. Mm. Japan is like the highest secular rational value place, and pretty high on self expression, which I'm kind of um, yeah I'm sure. I don't Not know what sure to do with about this. that. Yeah, this they feels... basically ranked all these cultures. Yeah, this <laughs> feels kind of gross. And there's a weird red line here. And uh huh. Yep. It's it's. But why why did it I show this? Looks kind of like you? a dinosaur. That's exactly why I shared this with you. <laughs> <laughs> you just be Eastern Germany is the eye. It looks very yeah. cute. And oh it my looks gosh! Like it a does. little dinosaur like sitting. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. You're, this is this is fine again. Yeah. The ex-communist section. Uh, uh. Yeah. Anyway, uh, there's a thing called sports and leisure here, and no. yeah, yep. just talk about samurai, jujitsu, and sumo. Sumo. Ah. Yeah. Well, so I'm gonna click on sumo. Okay. Bam. Congratulations, guy. Well done. I'm Thank not going so. to try to, for anything because there's no way I can do anything from this page. I'm sorry. Um. So before we we mention anything about sumo, if we're willing to. I would like to share how I I managed to get to sumo from mermaid I, myself. I would love to hear how you did this. Um, I should have realized that Japan would have been the obvious route. I mean, oh, well. yes. Uh, so I went from mermaid, and this is and just and of course, mind you, this is I'm just navigating around trying to find a cool route. So it's not like <laughs> I'm. This is my. I gotta get to sumo from here, and this is how I'm doing it. So I go from mermaid. To, I go to, from mermaid to mermaiding. What? Which is basically dressing up like a mermaid and, and swimming Whoa. in water. Okay, that yeah. sounds really dangerous. That is a thing now, though. Yeah, like no. like resorts and stuff do that. Like while you're eating food in a restaurant, <laughs> like yeah, there'll be sounds really someone in dangerous. a big tank with a mermaid tail, kind of just swimming around. We're not made to do that. They like doing it. For mermaiding, oh I went to synchronized swimming. From okay. synchronized swimming, uh, for some reason, one of the positions or moves in synchronized swimming links to this page that I'm going to share with you right now. Oh, no. Nope. 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 Okay. An entire page on Wikipedia dedicated to the squatting position. Wow. It is just wiki slash squatting underscore position. Mm -hmm. Yep. And there's just a picture and of, of course a... sumo is in here because there's the sumo squat, but there's a whole wide world of squats. Under resting position, there's hunkering. <laughs> hunkering with, with is an apostrophe. In particular, the name applied to the American fad of resting in the squatting position in the late 1950s. I think my favorite on here is the grand howl. What? It is a ceremony used by Cub oh, yeah. Scouts, based on the the Mowgli stories in Rudyard Kipling's Jungle Book. Uh, Cub Scouts act out the wolves greeting Akela, the old wolf, at the Council Rock 
So they basically just they they squat and they put their hands on the ground and they just lift up their heads and they howl. Yeah, I never did this. Cub Scouts. And there's a picture of it. I love it. Wow. Wow. From a yeah. 1916 handbook. I'm I'm weirded out by this entire page. <laughs> yep, it is a very weird page. And I couldn't wait to show it to you guys. I could fantastic. talk about the dynamic exercise of strength training for squats. There's a whole section dedicated to the partial squat. Okay. The squats that are not fully committed. <laughs> <laughs> oh no they talk about chair pose uh that's that's intense mm -hmm. there's lunging which i just take as squatting but also falling over <laughs> uh there is duck walking oh there is dancing and the only thing under dancing for squatting is cossack dancing which i'm guessing is the the russian hey 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 <laughs> kind of dancing <laughs> so health effects and it absolutely is uh, there is a. There's oh, it's an Ukrainian. I'm sorry. It's Ukrainian, not Russian. Yeah. Uh, there's an increased incidence of knee osteoarthritis among squatters who squat for hours a day for many years. Is that so? Wow. Yeah. There's mm -hmm. evidence that sustained squatting may cause bilateral perion perion uh, perion. Oh man, I'm I'm all over this. Perioneal peroneal nerve palsy. A common name for this affliction is squatter's palsy, which is what I would just call it. Although there might be other reasons than squatting for this to occur. Then why are you mentioning it here, Wikipedia? Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, but we have to go back to hunkering right now. <laughs> why? Hunkering has been used in many cultures. I'm just going to read this section. Yeah, do. Hunkering has been in use in many cultures, particularly in Asia, for centuries when it suddenly became a fad in the United States in 1959, cited. What? Time reported that the craze started at the University of Arkansas when a shortage of chairs at a fraternity house led students to imitate their or their Ozark forefathers who hunkered regularly. That's what? not true. <laughs> While the word hunkerin' is believed to originate from the Scots world for haunches, claims were made for Yorkshire, Korea, and Japan. The fad spread first to Missouri, Mississippi, and Oklahoma. <laughs> then across the U.S., white males were the predominant hunkerers. It was reported that female hunkerers what? were welcomed. Within months, regional hunkering competitions were being no. held to discover <laughs> champion hunkerers. How do you... What? Cited. This citation. is just someone getting off on saying hunkering as much as possible. Considered How? by authorities as preferable to the craze of the previous year, phone booth stuffing... No. People hunkered for hours on car roofs, in phone booths, and wherever people gathered, cited. Life referred to it as sociable squatting. Different styles of hunkering were reported... Sorry, not hunkering. Different <laughs> styles of hunkering were reported as sophisticates tended to hunker flat-footed, while others hunkered with their elbows inside the knees. Hey, hey, old people, don't you dare give flack... To the current generation for playing Pokemon Go. Yeah. When this is what you did to pass your time. Dabbing? Dabbing is like, the e what? That's the easiest thing now. I don't even mm -hmm. know what really dabbing is. Reasons for the popularity either. of hunkering include the ability for large groups of people to participate together peacefully. See, it is Pokemon Go. To discuss yep. issues <laughs> such as politics or sport. Okay, not Pokemon Go. When, when asked about the popularity of hunkering, one hunkerer said hunkering was, I quote, <laughs> A respite from the world of turmoil. The main purpose of hunkering is to get down and hunker together. What it's a that? friendship thing. What get your friends mean? to hunker with you. The man you don't know is the man you haven't hunkered with. End <laughs> quote. Ah. 
By 1960, hunkering was less common. Hunkerers urged United States President Dwight Eisenhower and General Secretary of the Communist Party of the Soviet Union, Nikita Khrushchev. Nikita. Khrushchev? Oh, Khrushchev. Yeah. Nikita Khrushchev. Yeah. That Khrushchev, guy. You know. Uh, to hunker together to end their differences. What? Cited. What yeah, is this hunkering? Oh, oh come on, gosh. boy. I'll show you. So That's just going to hunker right here. I'm looking at this book that they... Okay. The, the citation that they're using is Panati's Parade of Fads, Follies, and Manias. I'm doing... I, I've done a couple searches here. I can't find anything about hunkering related to this book. I feel like they're making this up. You think so? I don't know, but I also found this Mental Floss article that I just shared with you guys um, that also references the Wikipedia page. So (laughs) I don't, I don't know, uh, Mental Floss. You hunkering America's most boring fad is what it's called. So it does feel like whoever wrote this wanted to say forms of the word hunker. I as many times them. as possible. Yeah. I mean, just oh, when asked oh. about the possibility of hunkering, one hunkerer said hunkering was. Yeah. I can just imagine the guy like, yes, points. Three points. <laughs> uh, hang on a second. I I stand corrected. This is a real thing. What? This is from Life magazine from 1959. Uh, the headline, hankering for hunkering. <laughs> yep. I got to zoom on here. They're on a roof. They're From like gargoyles. Rooftops and at a safer ground level, students at the University of Arkansas are proclaiming a hankering for the new college fad of hunkering. The sport of sociable squatting gets its title from hunkers, the Scottish word for haunches. It probably originated from the Ozarks, where mountaineers squatted while whittling to escape a lap full of shavings. They have they have <laughs> named different forms of hunkering. Oh There's the thunker gosh. hunker. Yeah. The outside study hunker, the jockey There's, hunker, uh, don't forget the modified the jockey hunker. Oh, I missed which that. Which I do not see the difference, except your hands are maybe out in front of you more. I don't know. Maybe. So great. The, oh, the inside hunker. Oh, and the friendship <laughs> hunker. Ah. Oh, mm. oh, there's the telephone stand hunker, and the piano top hunker. Of course. That just looks upsetting. Table top anyway. hunker. Oh no, Sky! We're not done with this. Okay. You you start. You open this. I you let this genie out of the bottle. Uh, You have to trick it to get it back in. Uh, The dinner table hunker. Oh man, gives group groups of Arkansas students passing resemblance to overgrown puppies putting paws on the table to beg for bits of food. The TV hunker by three students is said to add to the enjoyment of programs, especially westerns. Where heroes often crouch behind rocks in a similar pose. <laughs> We're doing just like he is. Oh, Got a hunker. Ooh. Oh, geez. The boy-girl hunker finds Guy Maris and Susan Jones having snack. Not having snack. a snack, just having snack. A popular off-campus pastime is a combination of hunkering, hugging, and what does that say? Nuzzling? Is that what Nuzzling? that says? Nuzzling? Nuzzling. It's too small on my screen. Oh my goodness, this is... So, you know what we must do? We have to get into the the Sumo page. We have to edit it. We have to replace every reference to squat with hunker. Yes. That's what we need to do, for sure. Whoa, Actually, whoa, whoa. squat does not appear on this page at all. 
I, oh my goodness. Okay, well, I continued scrolling and there is a picture here on page 138 of Mary Martin, who I, I suppose was the uh, star for the South, South uh, Pacific. They're prepping her for her doing a stage tour of The Sound of Music. And they show her here punching a, uh, with a punching bag, looking as though she is also singing while she is punching. Huh. Yeah, this, yeah okay. This has nothing to do with hungering? Oh, not at all. It's just, okay. it's just hilarious looking. On page 138, vocal exercise for Mary in preparing for the show involves singing as she punched, punched bag held by her voice teacher. She says this strengthens her I, diaphragm and also helps condition her body to produce it, big tones. You know who I can imagine doing that today? Who? Kristen Bell. Yeah, I could see it. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Anyway. So, sumo. Sumo wrestling is a competitive full-contact wrestling sport where oh, oh. Rikishi, uh, yeah? Yeah, no, I, I totally forgot that's why we were here to begin with, sorry. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, where Rikishi, or wrestler, attempts to force another wrestler out of a circular ring, the doyo, or into touching the ground with anything other than the soles of his feet. Oh, I didn't uh, realize that. Wow. Rikishi is literally the characters for power and samurai. Nice. They're just samurai just, power. Sumo wrestlers are just power samurai. Power samurai. This sounds awesome. Yes. Yeah, sumo wrestler does seem like a pretty cool sport. I just don't know. I don't know why it never uh, was a big deal. Why it never I, caught on? I like very, very rarely deal. saw it on ESPN two. Oh yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I bet it's on the Ocho. I think just because not a lot of things like there's not a lot of movement to it. Oh. Uh, a ring. Okay, a ring. To be honest, defined as something, though, there isn't in baseball either. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, defined as something other than simply the area given to the wrestlers by spectators is believed to have come into being in the 16th century as a result of a tournament organized by the then principal warlord in Japan, Oda Nobunaga, which I only know anything about because of the Arachi Warriors games, because he was a real person and they reference him in those games. Sure. And that's all I got. Uh, just that, I, no, just that I know that he was no. a, a major warlord in that area and, you know, and, and taking over other areas and I'm, uh, you know, basically putting, putting order into, into it. Under, under life as a professional sumo wrestler, uh, keep in mind that this is a citation needed, <laughs> a fat quote unquote, a uh, sumo wrestler leads a highly regimented way of life. The Sumo Association prescribes the behavior of its wrestlers in some detail. For example, in the wake of a serious car accident involving a wrestler and the fact that some wrestlers were too big to fit behind a steering wheel, the association banned wrestlers from driving their own cars. Oh, dang. Citation needed. Yeah. So it does sound sketchy. a little, yeah. Can I, can I tell you the thing that I was actually trying to do to get here? Um, sure. So my original idea was to follow fish here because I know that the food, like a lot of professional sumo wrestlers, uh, I read on this a while ago, like the the food, the primary food that they eat has a lot of fish in it. Like it's a stew that is basically just straight calories and protein. Like it's those mm. two things. So it's like a fish stew with a lot of vegetables and um, and tofu, I guess, and and other things that are just protein and calories. And that's like the food that they eat for every meal. Um, but like this is 
and, and I was trying to fi- find it on, and I don't see it on this page originally, but I, I read an article about it a while ago because they're like, oh, if, you know, if you want to do powerlifting, this would be the thing that you do. I'm like, yeah, this seems like a bit much, but <laughs> yeah. it seems like a step too far for most lifters. <laughs> but uh, I was trying to follow that there because I thought maybe Fish Stew would have a, a reference there. But I did find this on this page, which is amazing, which is a uh, a drawing of a sumo wrestler versus a foreigner from 1861, which is just the sumo wrestler just tossing this guy pretty effortlessly uh, just in the foreground, just like, yeah, whatever. Like, what do you think you're doing here? You can't, you don't weigh anywhere. You can't do anything to move me. The, he and Scheherazade would get along well together, I think. Yeah, probably. They both have the same kind of hand motions. Like, whatever. (laughs) I'm pretty awesome. Deal with it. (laughs) Well, actually, um, foreign-born wrestlers are becoming more of a thing. And it says in in recent years, they've they've, uh, started to dominate the highest ranks. Oh. Half of the last six wrestlers promoted to Ozeki, which is probably, I don't know, the highest, uh, have been foreign-born. And a Japanese has not been named uh, Yokozuna since 2003. Oh, this wow. and other issues eventually led to the Sumo Satiation to limit the number of foreigners allowed in each stable to just one each. Wow. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I well, found it. It kind of makes sense because, I mean, the Japanese aren't the biggest people in general. I mean, That's if true. you, I, I can see it, but, oh man, if you're training like this for the whole time, I found the stew. I found it. It's there. Yeah. It's on that page. It has fish in it, you guys. It's This would have worked. Yeah, I'm sure it's on <laughs> the just, fish page. I just want to say. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh. There is a thing There is a thing that you were thinking. Mm. Good job. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. It links to Sumo Stable. What? Oh, yeah, yeah that's Sumo what Stable's they... Sumo Stable's like their, yeah, that's like their a, team. A training a hey, team, uh. basically, yeah. It's called a hey uh. Yeah. I mean, yes. <laughs> Cool. Oh, man. All right. You think we're done with Sumo? I think we're done. I think we are done tonight. Well, (laughs) thank you so much, you two, for joining me on this journey from the ocean to land, I guess. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) It was fun. We uh, we hunkered down. We had a good time. Oh, Uh man. Uh, If you would like to listen to more of our podcasts, we are, of course, on iTunes, uh, also on Stitcher, if that's your thing. Uh, feel free to drop us a line on Facebook. Uh, look up We Should Know Better. You can also find us on Twitter at WSKBcast and uh, WSKBcast.blogspot.com uh, where we spill out our innermost feelings. Or is that what we do mm. on Tumblr? I mean, it really depends on what, what you consider our innermost feelings. Innermost yeah. feelings are basically, please listen to our podcast. Also, this is kind of funny. I, please man, do it. Do you guys, oh, so I'm sorry. Squats, I'm just people really. I, I'm really stuck on this hunker uh, hunkering thing. Do you guys think there were like competitive hunkers? Like it said, there was there were yeah. champions, like, like actual teams. Do you think oh. there were like like people that got together to practice hunkering together? Hunker squads. Like, do you do you squat together? Like, is that? Uh, well, I mean, like, how do you do you stretch for it? Like, what do you do? I want to know what the what the whole training regimen is around this. Was a hunger protest always supposed to be a hunker protest that just got misheard? Or is there like a dystopian alternate future uh, surrounding these championships uh, that yes. would be the the hunkering games? Yes, you the know, hunker games. 
I'm really thinking. I squat is tribute. <laughs> I mean, if they if this is made up entirely, they got life to buy into it. So, well, I think the life article, like I could see this being like an April Fool's thing. Well, it wasn't in April; it was in November. <laughs> I accidentally that's the best kind of April Fool, Kyle. And I should have not done this thing. No, no, do not do that. <laughs> no, that's a bad idea. Bad idea. All right, cool. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Uh, We will see you next time. See you later. Bye. Oh, wait. Hunker and Ed Cooper. Well, I'm definitely Googling this. Uh, Let's see. Nope. Hunkerin, Ed. No, Dr. Go, I do not mean hunkering. I mean hunkerin. Uh, well, okay, I'm just getting a lot of uh, LinkedIn results here. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All three of you. Can you guys Aww. time out for one second? Oh, yeah. no. I just need to close the door. I think it's making noise. Is this a, is this the sliding glass door? Yes. Okay. I want to make. I want you to make it part of your routine <laughs> that you it's close your door. Part of my death routine because it's hot. Oh goodness. Oh yeah. I don't have central cooling like some people. Well, I also do not. I'm. I have my air conditioner off right now, and it is. I have mine off too. Oh. <laughs> We're all making sacrifices here. <laughs> we all suffer for our specifically we we suffer heat death. All right. So um I think I'm ready. Do you guys hear any weird noises or anything? Only us talking. Only my voice. Mm. All right. Well, <laughs> yes, we're ready. Yes. Are you ready? Show it yes, again. Uh- just that's what, gotta flip that's what I intended to say, yes. You gotta flip this. <laughs> I gotta flip this cord over. So Is your laptop upside down? <laughs> yeah, I am. Just a second. Oh, flip just that. Alright. Alright, here we go. We good? We're gonna we're gonna do it for real this time, you guys. Yes.